right, ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lefko Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lefko and Chris Sims. Oh my gosh, we are back. Yay. Oh my God. Fendrick, how excited are you right now? How pumped are you right now that we're doing the podcast? I'm pretty f***ing pumped, I oh, gotta be honest. Oh, the curse right off the top. How long has it been? Uh, it's been a while. I can uh, I can pull it up. It's been over a month. I was on vacation for a little while. Yes. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah. I, uh, well, we, here. Sims and I, were finally getting vacations, too. We're finally getting some time off around this place. So I, yeah. High five. Oh, Ben. I can't I, complain about my schedule right now. It's uh, pretty strong. The last episode of the Sims and Lefko podcast was May 15th, 2015. Wow. So it's been about a month. Featuring Matt Miller. Matt Miller in wow. the house. Uh, yeah, Sims and Lefko podcast back. We are right in those middle summer months, OTAs, mini camps, NBA finals just wrapped up. I'm excited. I'm just happy to be here. And I, I, I kind of want to – I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to put it on blast. The, the Sims and Lefko podcast, exciting things are happening in the future. Big things on the horizon. Josh Fendrick has Winter a is coming. Right now. Winter yes. is coming. <laughs> yes. Well, there are talks of bringing video to the Sims and Lefko podcast. Oh, baby. Oh, my gosh. So apparently Bleacher Report is really digging what we're doing. Right. Dave Finocchio is a huge – Finocchio, shout out to the Finocchio. Oh, Finocchio, thank you. You're our savior. Yeah, buddy. So, it. I mean, look, this is going to get crazy. I'm excited. And, and thank you to everybody who's been downloading and listening. We're going to get to some big fan sending in because Bajit and Seahawk Scout hooked us up. And I just remembered, I know we were talking about the things that we wanted to talk on this episode before I press record, but we got to talk about one one. Okay, we'll get to that. We got to talk about one all right, one. Good old one one. All right, you know what? Let's get right into that because it goes to my first topic, which is it. Father's Day, which is coming up this weekend. Oh yes, and great what's holiday. A, what's amazing is before we get to it, um, if people don't realize, Game of Thrones, Sims, you hate it uh, because the first episode you watched, what did you see? I've only seen four minutes of the show. I've seen four rapes and forty murders. And you saw a baby die. Uh, yeah, right. Yes. And you were like, you were like, I'm not going to watch a show with rapes and baby dying. <laughs> well, little do we know that George R. R. Martin, who wrote the books Game of Thrones, was a huge Giants fan. Right. And because he lost a bet, had to kill one of his friends as a character. And he did it though with a giant. Named one one right, and the funny thing is, it's named after your dad, Phil Sims, who wore one one right. So your dad is in the show. So the show that you hated, yes, your dad is in. I don't hate the show, but I'm not watching. Yeah, my it. dad, Phil Sims. <laughs> yeah, my dad, Phil Sims, on Game of Thrones, number so, one show on TV. What did he say about it? Did you bring it up to your dad? Because I, I know your friends were messaging you about it. Yes, all my. That's how I found out. Uh, no, I don't think I've told my father that yet. Uh, I don't Do you think, think he, he has knows? any clue. I doubt it. What you, okay, give me the Phil Sims impression. How do you expect he'll react? Well, I'll first have to go, hey, Dad, did you hear you're one of the characters on Game of Thrones? And be, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that's cool. Dad, do you know what Game of Thrones is? No, 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 actually, I don't. <laughs> well, you just said it was cool, but you don't even know what it is, huh, Dad? Uh, you know, it's that show on HBO. Oh, yeah, 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 I've seen it before. Yeah, that old show, it's dragons and stuff. Yeah, Dad, you're on there. They got a character named One One. That's amazing. And yeah, he'll then he'll ask. And one one had one of the most classic lines of the season, which was, What the f are you looking at? When, uh-huh. he, was stro- when he was stroking the dragon glass. <laughs> it was uh, awesome. I kinda wanna prank call your dad right now and just see what happens. See what he says. 
Yeah, I talked it, to him earlier because we had to do a video on the old Jets sack exchange. Yes. So I had to get the 1983 scouting report of the Jets from him. Yeah, if you want to call him, let's call him. If not, it's okay. Okay, um, maybe I will. I'm curious. Father's Day is this Sunday. Right. You've now gone through I Am Not a Dad. Um, what do you hope for on Father's Day? Like, I feel like Father's Day is always like, oh, you're going to get another tie. What do you want? Uh, I want my wife not to spend money on a gift for me. That's my first thing. Because it's really your money. It's my money. Stop spending. <laughs> I, I'm so sick of damn holidays. I mean, there's just there's a holiday every three weeks. Oh, Let's so buy let me, gifts. So what's the most expensive thing that you were given that they thought you were going to love and you were like, I just paid for this? Oh, uh, gosh. It's been, there's, it's, that's an ongoing episode in my family. Like luggage? Yeah, what about just, the infrared sauna? Lu- yeah, well, that was just out of nowhere where my <laughs> wife bought an infrared sauna. Not only to mention, she just buys an infrared sauna and puts it in our guest room. I slept but, there and I thought about using it. Oh, well, I mean... The other thing, too, is she she will turn it on at 10 in the morning and put it at 150 degrees on for nine hours. Why? Because at some point in those nine hours, she's going to go in it. So she wants to preheat it. Preheat it. So you're, now your air conditioning Exactly. Bill. Now our air conditioning. I said something to her on Sunday. I was like, you know, have you checked our air conditioning bill lately? Because if the air conditioning is not on 68 up there, our upstairs is 90 degrees because oh you're in sauna. Wow. Yeah, there's my fucking cuss. Wow, that's too. So though. I don't want anything. Okay. I don't want all I'm going to say is um I I think I told you earlier, all I do is I ask my kids for unlimited kisses. Wow. Which drives them crazy. Uh, Have they already reached the stage where they don't want to be kissed by dad? Well, I kiss them so much. They're like so sick of it. They're like, oh, you already kissed me today. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, so, yeah, if you feel like pranking your dad, we'll do that. Um, I want to talk about the NBA Finals just ended. Uh, I know you're a huge LeBron fan. Um, and I almost feel like in a loss, LeBron James got more respect for what he did. Um, two triple doubles in which he scored over 40 points. I believe he's the first player to do that. Right. He's the first player in NBA Finals history to lead both teams in points, rebounds, and assists. Ooh, I didn't know 30, that. That's 30 unreal. something points, like 13 rebounds, yeah. and 8.8 assists a game. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Um, where do you stand now on the debate? I mean, did it change the whole greatest of all time and all that stuff? It really did not change anything for me. It really didn't. I think he's still up there. It's him and Michael Jordan. as the two best players I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was remarkable what he did, especially at the start of the series. Um, it was frustrating, though, too. It was. And, but, yes, they were outmanned, and he did wear down, which, I, you know, I know everyone thinks, you know, like, LeBron's from another planet. I think, you know what? I've always believed that video games ruin people's perception of what professional athletes right. are. Because if you played a seven-game series on a video game, he's going to be at full strength every single Oh, yeah, one. and they're going to take the fatigue off, too. So oh, he can't run full speed all four quarters? And and people don't realize, okay, they played in the West in, um, in Golden State, and then they have to travel, right. and then they have to come back, and then he has to play again. And they're only playing six or seven guys. Yeah. I mean, how, how incredible is Steph, man? Uh, Steph was amazing. Amazing, he really was. Uh, not, you know, I think the thing that jumped out to me about Steph in the series, not the fact that he was, he really wasn't that amazing through the series. Sure. He was amazing in some really big moments, huge moments. And to me, that's uh, that's a big deal. That, even, that's what gets even, you over the top. Even game three when they lost, when he hit those few big threes at right. the end, and then he had that one where he went around four guys yes. with the three. It just showed you he's capable of it. Right. And that I think that little stretch when he went off for like the 14, 15 points, it set him up for Got the rest the of the series. Got him the confidence for the rest of the and series. And then they were right. good. Um, we were all unrealistic, though. I mean, and, and me included. I'll say oh, this. after game three when it was 2-1 Cavs? Not even before the series started. Because I think we all got a little taste of that, you know, the Hawks series. And we thought, oh, you know, 
J.R. Smith and Shumpert, they might be able to hold it down. No, yeah. you know, but they did have Kyrie at that time. They too. did, but I, uh, but still, they were still being asked to be bumped up in the order. Kyrie wasn't at full strength in that Hawks series, sure. and uh, yeah, we were all expecting J.R. Smith and and Shumpert to be yeah the number two and three scorers yeah. on their team. That's not fair to them for us to expect that. That's not who they are. They're guys you throw in at the fifth and sixth sure. spot, coming off the bench, give your team a spark. Isn't it crazy um, that coaching LeBron is like the worst job ever? Like every coach that coaches LeBron will never get any credit and they get all the blame. Mike Brown, Eric Spolstra. I mean, David Blatt is being – painted as it's, the dumbest coach in the world. It's the way it is in all sports. What do you, what do you mean? Phil, I was just Phil thinking, Jackson never won a championship. May, I mean, he'll get all yeah, those but, players. Yeah, but now Kobe that he has 10. And Michael. But and, now that he's got 10 or 11, they get off him. And I was trying to think in the NFL, like Pagano doesn't get deemed anything wrong with Andrew Luck, but I do feel like a good quarterback makes the offensive coordinator look stupid. So like Peyton Manning was like, well, what does Adam Gase really do? Right. And then in the beginning it was, well, what does Pep Hamilton really do? Right. Um, but – but I don't know. I don't think it happens in the NFL as much. Don't you think that part of it with LeBron and Blatt, though, is that people see LeBron what appears to be disrespecting David yeah. Blatt? Oh, especially if you remember this in the playoffs, David Blatt went to call a timeout. Yeah. Lou pulled him back, and then after the game, LeBron said that was a huge move by Tyrone Lou to do that. Uh, my question is, so apparently I did a video with Rick Bucher today, right. and he said that it is LeBron's call whether or not Blatt stays. And everybody in the organization knows this and says this. What would that do to him, to Tom LeBron? Thibodeau, that's what they're going to get. No, I, th- I think he would want Tyrone Lue to be his coach. Oh, well, that's stupid. It's stupid. What, one thing I don't understand is, don't great players want great coaching? Uh, yes, most, most yeah, I, I would say most great and players. And who has had worse coaches in their career than LeBron? Well, listen, I don't Because apparently at- that's the reason why Shaq, when he went to Miami, right. Buker said this to me before too, right. is that he was only going to go there if Pat Riley took over. Sure, okay. Because he wanted to play for a good coach. Yes, yeah, so I, I understand that. Yeah, I think most athletes look for, especially ones that get it, and they understand that, listen, the sport's more about me and my individual talents. You need some talent around you, and you certainly need coaching. Yeah. Uh, I... I one thing I disagree with you, I think Spolstra was a good coach. I do, too. People I do don't too. give him But credit. if that's the best coach he ever had. Yes, sure. I, I, and I understand that. Uh, I like David Blatt. I really do. I don't know enough about basketball, X's and O's. And, of course, his team was severely hampered with injuries, oh. so that's an issue. <clears throat> I just, for some reason, I have no reason to believe it, but Tom Thibodeau's out there. Uh, I think the Cavs are stupid. I would say if I'm the owner of the Cavs, I say, no, LeBron, I'm going to actually keep you out of harm's way here, and I'm going to make a change that I think's best for the team at the head coaching position. How could you not want Tom Thibodeau? Well, the issue with the LeBron situation is right. he is doing one-year contracts right now. Yes, right. Because all the NBA players are waiting for that new television money to kick in that ESPN and our parent company, Turner, paid. Yes. So all the salary caps are going to go up, and they're all – they're all trying to delay their deals until when the the budgets go up. And you know the thing. I, uh, so he could really go, that's great, but I'm going to go play for the Spurs for a year. And I understand it, too, in LeBron's case, because this is another thing I really respect about LeBron. And tell me if either one of you noticed this. NBA Finals, I maybe saw, I don't know, one LeBron commercial. 
I mean, LeBron's mm. the most marketable athlete in our country. He's the hands down the best athlete in the world. Yeah. I respect that about him, that he doesn't over-publicize himself. I saw a Kevin Love commercial about chocolate milk. I, s- I saw a Kyrie Irving commercial about the game of exactly basketball. Exactly right. I saw Curry a bunch on his All-State commercials. Right. I saw Kevin Durant a few times through the finals. I saw Anthony Davis playing against video the games. Pixels. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. I respect that about LeBron. He does not a media whore. He's not worried about, oh, i got to get my face So that's there. a negative thing for you. If you see a big event tied to a commercial for an athlete playing in that event. It's not a, it's not a big thing for me, but I just respect LeBron's fact that it's, it's about basketball and the product on the court. And he's kind of seems selective as far as he's not just going to go, oh, I'm going to be in the most co- yeah. in the commercials I can but possibly. But what if Curry in. shot that commercial before the year and they saved it? I have it. no problem with it. I'm not saying I have any problem with any of those yeah, guys yeah, there. Yeah. You know, like Kevin Durant is a guy I look at and go, he's on too many commercials. He really is. He has, he's a good guy. Yeah. But I, and I think statistically, if you look it up, I think he's made more money through commercials the last few years. He's the most commercialized athlete. Really? Yes. He has the one with uh, Sonic right now where he's talking about that. I also think what's interesting is all of LeBron's commercials are pretty serious now. Yeah. Like a lot of the other ones are more joking around. The only one that's kind of loose is LeBron si- sitting in the Kia. He has the Kia commercial. Yeah, that's what I said. It was one commercial. Do you think LeBron really drives a Kia? No, but he might have all of his homies in Cleveland and maybe some family members in a Kia. Yeah. You know, oh, they probably man. gave him a flock of cars and a he could fleet just, of yeah, Kias. Right. I just think RG three subway. There's another one, up. but yes, right. I know it's not basketball, but that's what I think. But of. again, yes, it's just, listen, put your focus on what really matters. All the other stuff comes. Yeah. But how are you going to turn down that money? For, I mean, like you want to maximize your value. Yeah. I, understand. I already told pizza hut if they need me, to do yeah, but it. I can still focus on my job and talk about a pizza with hot dogs. My big crust. thing is Kevin Durant, him making $40 million a year or him making $45 million a year is not ruining or breaking his mm. life. Let me uh, ask you so. this, professional athlete-wise. Sure. We're starting to talk a lot. NBA free agency is going to start. NFL free agency you know, is, is over. But in terms of the athlete, if you're looking to go to a place with no taxes – like like lower taxes and stuff. Yes. How much does that play into where you're going to sign with a team like Texas, Florida, yeah, Tennessee? Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it does play into. It. I hear it a lot. Oh, actually. you did. It. Oh, so you happen in Tennessee? Well, I, I had it in Tennessee. Of course, I uh, went to school at Texas, but I had it in Florida too because I was in Tampa. Uh, yes, th- it is something that is thought about. With Monetarily, players. how different was it? Uh, yeah, you probably save. I, I couldn't give you an exact number, but yeah, you're saving. You know, over twenty thousand dollars a year, depending on how much you're making. Maybe you know, maybe more. Uh, wow. But yes. what percentage would you say? Well, you get the no. What is it? Seven percent state tax that we have in most states, and you don't have that in there. Well, doesn't so. doesn't your game check get affected also if you if the game if is in a state in where the tax is different? Exactly. Wow. So right. it depends on your road games. You're too, right. The home games I wouldn't be taxed, but if we played in Atlanta, I'd look on my list and say, oh, well, Atlanta took out state tax. And oddly enough, and a little fun fact for you, I believe the New York Yankees are the team that started. Started that in, or, in in sports, yes. They started going. Taxing other teams when we, they came into they town. They came to New York, and I think somebody in the New York State area said, why don't we start taxing them? Uh, they came into our town. They got three games set. They're making big checks. Ugh. Let's do that. And I think, uh, I think that is... I think that is correct. Right. I'm I'm full of useless information, and you remember it. I don't I, understand. I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, speaking of money and and places, I know Texas is a place where you can save some of your money. Right. They ain't going to save no money. The Cowboys, if they're trying to pay Des Bryant, uh, Des comes out he, on Twitter. I think it was uh, Tuesday uh, a, a, or Wednesday, and says, "Listen, 
Uh, I've been a team player for five years. Uh I'm trying to get paid. And it is always interesting to me when the franchise paints the star player as selfish at this time of year. Now, Dez has had incidents in the past with the Cowboys, Mm -hmm. but it's – even the yelling on the sidelines, he was painted as a bad guy, but he was really motivating guys. Yes. And he hasn't really had any off-the-field issues. They were trying to peg one on him this past offseason. Yeah, but, but it, it actually it happened four years ago to the Walmart parking lot incident. I mean, right. Dez mm-hmm. even coming into the NFL at the Combine being asked about his mom being a prostitute. Yes. Uh, he has had just off-the-field nonsense all the way. What do you think happens? He's threatening to sit out game one against the Giants. Sit it out. Sit it out, Des Bryant. Make him pay How you. How hard would that be, though? It's, imp- it's, it's brutal. It's emotionally brutal. Of course, you want to be out there and play. He wants to be with his teammates. I, I believe that. Yes, they like him down there in Dallas a lot. Cause, like you said, the off the, uh, on the sidelines yelling, it's not bad stuff he's yelling. He no. truly loves the sport, wants the team to do well. He has acted appropriately yeah. off the field, and he is certainly one of the five best receivers in football. Oh, my God. What he did to the Eagles last year, I went, I've, this is better than Michael Irvin. Yes. You know, hey, listen, I just say, all you top lawyers and doctors out there, when you become the number one lawyer in the world, you know, wait five years before you start charging people money for your <laughs> services. Do that. Because what profession does that happen in? None. Yeah. It's ridiculous. We, we hold professional athletes to, to a, a different crazy standard. standard. It's, it's bull. It's absolutely well, bull. Look, I mean, LeBron says it all the time where he goes, I'm making like $20 million a year. If this was a free market, right. like Major League Baseball, you'd right. have to pay me $100 million a year. Exactly Because right. of what I'm doing for your city and your brand and all that. We can all acknowledge that, but um, does that do you lose the trust of your teammates, or are the teammates going get your money? Yeah, no, the teammates. Uh, you're going to find ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Yes, teammates are in favor of get your money. But there's got to be a time where you're going, man, we need you out there. Yes, there is, but they understand that. Well, you know, how would you feel? Here's Des Bryant. We just talked about his mother. Yes, he came from a rough upbringing. We all know that. Yeah. He's worked his whole life. He has this special talent that God has given him. He's got a great pair of hands, and he can run for days, and he's explosive and as he's hell. built like a Ford truck. He is, and he can't get paid. He's this close to setting up his future life, his yeah. kids, his mom the rest of the family yes. he's so close how do you expect somebody to go out there and even play in a clear mind yeah. when they know you said that you told the story about Brandon Marshall in the locker room right. worried about getting on the field and in hurting Philadelphia himself. now you were also with Keyshawn Johnson in Tampa Bay yes now he was he holding out no Keyshawn did not hold out Keyshawn had been paid an exorbitant amount of money and really wasn't statistically performing to the level they paid him. Gotcha. And then, no, if you remember right, John Gruden set Keyshawn Johnson up is what happened. That's why, Because we were – it was the year after the Super Bowl. It's my rookie year. And uh, John was – he was loose with the proven veterans. So Warren Sapp, Simeon Rice, Keyshawn Johnson, they had a different set of rules than Chris Sims did. Really? Uh, That's definite. And, uh, yes, if we won a game on Sunday – you know, sometimes Gruden might not make those guys come back to the facility till Wednesday morning. Just those guys? Just like a handful of guys. Derek Brooks, he'd be like, hey, you know, you take it off. But, you know, younger guys got to come in, watch the film tomorrow, that whatever it may be. That well. Well, you know what? You, you learn very quickly in the NFL. There's a pecking order. There's sure. no doubt. And that's any walk of life. Yeah. Uh, you're you're going to be treated differently in this office than some if some, you know, uh, assistant BA walks in late. They're not going to they're going to get mad what's at him. A, uh, what, what's a BA? A BA, Josh? A PA? Do we have any assistant BAs in this office? I don't know. I, uh, what, I don't know anything we PA. got in this office. It's a PA. PA. Okay. Yeah. But we either don't have way. any assistant PAs, just PAs. I mean, um, <laughs> 
So Keyshawn would literally, the game would be over on Sunday, and if we were home in Tampa, he would go right to the airport, and he would get on a plane and go to California as soon as the game was over. And then he would take the red eye home Tuesday night. For Wednesday. For Wednesday morning, and then just show up at the facility and go. That's and what it, he and would do. it was do. okay. It was okay. That's what was done. But now all of a sudden we started losing a few games. We had just won the Super Bowl. We lost like three or four games in a row. Gruden makes a statement after the game. I want everybody in the facility tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. In the media or to the team? To is the it? team in okay. the locker room. And I think Keyshawn thought, well, he's not really talking to me. He's talking to everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. And Keyshawn got on the flight and Gruden got him. And then Gruden said he skipped meetings and did all these things. So uh, Keyshawn – um, Damn. It was his own fault, but Gruden also pulled a fast one as well. Yeah, it's like, you, you look, when you do something a certain way for a long period of time and right. you try and change it, uh, it ain't going to go well. But Keyshawn had been complaining about not getting the ball. and it, it, this, Yeah, it does sound like yes. a situ- separate situation than right. Dez. Right. Um, well, how do you think this thing's going to end? What's your prediction? There are, I, I literally think Dez Bryant's going to draw a line in the sand. He ain't playing until he gets paid. I really think he will st- Go. I think he will sit out. I really do. And do if I'm think, him, yeah, well, keep going. I would do it. I'm. T- I'm an example of why you do it. Because uh, you got hurt on the field. I and tried you're to be Mr. Money. Team Player, and yeah. I lost a ton of money. Um, it, it's interesting because when you hear the franchise tag, everyone goes, "Well, that's a great amount of money, but right. it's not guaranteed. Who knows what's going to happen?" Right. What do you think other teams around the NFL right now, as they watch this happen with Des Bryant, what do you think they're thinking about Des? Well, I mean, the whole NFC East is going. I hope they never pay him. I hope he sits out the whole year. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely, but I think uh, as far as the NFL, everyone, uh, the players, of course, are just going to go out. Wow, Des Bryant, he's pretty big time are they going to pay him do they have the room to pay him yeah uh what about the franchise what about the gms the owners yeah oh about as far as how they feel the only thing that i think they're going to be interested in is if des bryant signs a contract how much will it be because now that's going to probably be the new yeah. market for the receiver position yeah because i think what's very interesting about him is people don't realize it's not that dallas i don't think wants to pay him dallas was in such salary cap hell yes, right. for the last few years i mean tony romo has restructured his contract now three, three times, or four times because right. of all the money they've had locked up what's really interesting with the cowboys in my perspective they let DeMarco Murray walk saying look we're not going to spend the money on him right they have a first round pick at left tackle a first round pick at center a first round pick at guard when those contracts come out that'll be interesting that'll be a lot of money yes they have so much money locked up in these cornerbacks um yeah I mean they're like the Saints where it's just so much money all over the place yes. Jason Witten um I think any other team if available would scoop Dez up and pay him all the money he needs yes because he would be I think he's the kind of guy that gets so motivated and this is something that when he comes back, he's going to be like a ball of fire. Yeah, I don't think you even need to motivate this kid either. I don't think too. So Just either. from what I saw at practice last year, he is—he wants to be special. He wants to be the man. Yeah. Uh, and th- this will this this will hurt him, but it's a business decision. Yeah. And they certainly would cut his butt or ask him to take less if he had two or three bad years. Another guy that I think was in the news in terms of missing things: Malcolm Butler, Patriots misses the first day of OTAs, miss flight. We did a video in which. You said, I completely understand what Belichick is doing. Right. Uh, he's setting a tone. Stop celebrating. Anyone can get punished. Sat him out of practice for reportedly three weeks. Yeah. But it's an optional team activity. Yes. 
it is negotiated in the CBA right. that he can miss. Right. And now I hear, I heard people talking about it, that Belichick himself could get in trouble. Yes. Um, what is your take on it when you, when you factor in all those things? Yeah, well, the CBA thing, I think, is the tricky thing about it. Yes. I mean, he's not allowed to do that. You can't uh, punish a player for missing an activity an that was optional. Right. Yeah. No, you cannot. And, I mean, listen, if the punishing is, you know, yes, he didn't get to practice three weeks. I don't know. Malcolm Butler might have been like, yeah, this is awesome. I'll sit in yeah. here and train and watch film. It doesn't and I, cost him any money, it right? It's not going to cost him any money. Uh, I have no issue with it, really, at the end of the day. Like I said in the video, and I've said to you many times, yes, I do think Bill is just trying to cure the team of the Super Bowl hangover, especially Malcolm Butler. We've seen his face in the last few months more. Yeah, he was at the Grammys. That's what I mean. We've seen him everywhere. So I think there's a part of him that's like that. And he's always been a no-nonsense, I don't really want to hear it. Yeah. Kind of, it's a guy that grew up on you know the naval base in Maryland. So yeah, exactly. he's not the fi- the frame of mind where – uh, yeah, the colonel, hey, uh, captain, whatever, I'm sorry, I'm late for the uh, ship. It's a bad weather situation. Yeah. He doesn't want to hear it. He wants you to be a pro, like we said. Yeah, yeah he tried to take a flight late Sunday night. Belichick's going to be like, why didn't you just come back Friday? Why are you yeah. cutting it to the, the very end? The only thing dumber than Malcolm Butler being late was the Stanley Cup being late. I mean, how is that even possible? What the? I yeah. cannot even believe that. My favorite part was Doc Emmerich with like four minutes left in that game was like, at the, the, oh, I, I got to do this well. He goes, Chicago waiting for the Stanley Cup, as is everybody at the stadium. It could come. We're waiting. And it was like, I was sitting there, I'm watching the TV. I'm like, are you kidding me? How is that not there already? That is the, one of the dumbest things I've heard. And also, which we have not even discussed this yet. Yeah. Darrell Rivas sending his mom to the New England Patriots ring ceremony. And then oh, she got I didn't denied. even know this. Darrell Rivas sent his mom to the ring ceremony. Because get, he wasn't going to go. Cut to get the ring. And, and this is where Brady was dancing and stuff? They didn't let her in. She was not invited. This was not a, oh, you can give your invitation to somebody else and they can go in uh, event. That's so not what it was. she's out there going, I'm Mrs. Revis. Right. And they were like, well, Miss Revis, you weren't invited, so you can sit outside. And I'm sure they didn't want her in anyways just because Darrell has said a few comments about the Patriots since he's left. Wow. What uh, do you think of that? Well, I don't, what is what the hell is Darrell Revis smoking? I mean, holy cow. What do you think? What, what a bad situation to put it, put your mom in. That's uh, so true. Hey, go, go to the team that I didn't take the 35 million dollar offer from. I screwed them and went to the other team, but that's a rival yeah, that's that they hate. That, if you're gonna send somebody, you send like your boy. Like if this was Entourage, you would send Turtle yes. to go and pick it up. You would not send your mom to go. I have made so many Entourage comments to Lefko over the past two weeks that he, I think it's just on his mind now. Did you see the movie? Yeah, yeah I did. Did you like it? Yeah, it was hilarious. Just like the show, as yeah, usual. Just, it was a two-hour episode of the show. It was it's very done, give you a little speech. It's done pitiful in the theaters. It has, but yeah. but I, I don't know why anyone if you would like expe- the show. Yeah, I don't know like why anyone would have expected it to blow up. Up because it wasn't watched by that many people. It was like three million people per episode on HBO. Like that's not enough for like a blockbuster movie. Right. Entourage to me is like Twitter, where if you're really into it, you think that everybody's into it, but you don't realize that the majority of our country does not care about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think that everybody's into Entourage, but like, I think there was a cultural point where Entourage was the place to see what was cool. There was a thing where every week the coolest article of clothing, the coolest celebrity, and like the hottest woman were on TV that Sunday. And if it happened, we talked about it for three or four days. It was male fantasy show is what it was. It was. It's just a mindless entertainment viewing. The speech that I gave to Lefko. What's it like to be famous with lots of money? Yeah. The speech I gave to Lefko the other day was, I don't understand why everything needs to be beautiful art. Like, why can't? it just be a movie that makes me laugh yeah, that's i mean that's kind of what bleacher report is 
to be honest, we're going to give you Go what on. you want to talk about. Sure. And yeah. that's what okay. Entourage yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. It's um, just entertainment. To get, to get back to OTAs really quick, um, I know that you feel very passionately that they're completely unnecessary. Yeah. And that some teams run on the right way and some teams run on the wrong way. Yes. Explain to people what the right way is and right. what you think like the best coaches do. Yeah. Well, I, I think, yes, OTAs are overdone. Uh, I, and listen, how many key players have we lost the past few years in OTAs? For what reason? To, oh, we got to make sure Dante Fowler, our third pick in the draft, can rush the quarterback. We only watched him on film for the last four years and we picked them with the number three pick of the draft. But now we need to see him full speed on May 2nd. Do you think there's any pressure for a franchise like Jacksonville to show these fans what they got in the third pick? You know, if they are, that's stupid on them too to yeah. succumb to that pressure because yeah. the real franchises, the, the Giants, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New England Patriots, they're not going to worry about what the media thinks. Yeah, so what uh, do they do at OTAs? Well, yes, that's the big thing. Now, the OTAs, uh, I think too many. there's too many full team uh, periods. When I say periods, that's what you call the, the practice. 11 on 11 or yes, whatever. Yes, practices are broken down into like 15 seven-minute periods let's say and yes uh too many teams do too many 11 on 11 oh let's let's just work on blitz pickup this series or let's work on our offensive checks defenses are going to check when you guys check whatever it is they'll come up with a theme yes way too much of that new england patriots uh what they would do is basically just have individual drills the whole practice wide receivers you go down there work on these five routes and about 20 minutes we'll get together with the quarterbacks tom brady and we'll throw you some footballs with that route so the quarterbacks can get used to it that that type of practice you're building you're building but individually without the chaos and all the players running around exactly right and then so why would you be going over schemes that you could completely change and you can teach the schemes regardless you don't need to be out there as all 11 like okay we got to work on cover two those safeties have played cover two before and you're (laughs) going to work on the individual process that they have to worry about anyways now unless it's a new coach that's when it's different it is different and again i still think it's way too much time on the field a lot of this stuff can get done within walkthroughs and in the film meeting room and the other thing i'll say too like with the thing bill belichick he believes the in the weight room so that's the other thing too he doesn't want his team being worn out by you know an an intense practice in may he'd rather them get in there and move some way he wants them power clean squat i want you to get after lifting weights today he's always going to keep a pulse on what's going on in the weight room he's going to have a conversation with the head weight coach on a daily basis because he knows listen we're going to be big and physical well, we better train big and physical. Sure. We're not a long distance. or we're gonna... I don't understand. The one thing that has scared me more and more about the NFL, as I've talked with you and Matt Bowen and Vilma, and I hear more about it, is how archaic yes. some of the concepts are these coaches have yeah. and how redundant the hires are. Yes. The, the good boy network of the NFL is scary to me, and that's why when I look at my team hiring Chip Kelly, to me, I feel like we have a chance because we're not doing what everyone – like, I look at Kansas City with Andy Reid, right. and I feel bad for those fans because he has been doing it the same way, and right. it hasn't worked forever, right. forever. Now, my question is, uh, your dad played for Bill Parcells. Right. What did he do for OTAs? And that was like 20 years ago. That's a great, great point, and that's exactly where I was going to lead you to. Yes, they didn't do any OTAs. They, really? No, there was no OTAs. It wasn't allowed at that time. You had a mini camp at the middle of June, just what we're seeing right now, yeah. the mini camp. Uh, that's all you had. They spent the whole season, off season 
work out. They had a grueling run sprint workouts. And then it was conditioning. And then if they went on the field, dad was gonna go on the field, throw routes to a receiver one day, hey, let's do that for a few weeks, and then maybe we'll ask the corners to come out and maybe they can cover you guys. You guys can work on getting open yeah. against some live coverage. That was and the could extent an injury of injury happen there? Sure. Sure. But the trenches is where it seems to get really scary. Without a doubt. Yes. Guy a three hundred pound guy trips. Oh now he falls on your left guard, his left guard's knees blown out. Oh gosh. Well yeah, yeah great. Good job doing the you know the inside run drill in May. Uh, and my crazy. my last argument would be let's just think of the last time we had no off season and there was the collective bargaining agreement struggle between the owners and the players. We saw like the most electrifying offenses in the history of football that year. Aaron Rodgers knows how to throw the football whether he's got OTAs or not, yeah. and Jordy Nelson knows how to catch it. So yeah. it's overdone. It is crazy. Yeah. Uh, Manziel comes out and says he's no longer going to do the money sign. He's retired it. Good move, bad move, or irrelevant move? Irrelevant. Who the hell cares? Do the money sign, but just do play well, and then you can do the money sign all you want. I don't care. I just don't want to see you doing the money sign in preseason game number two when you throw a touchdown pass against the fourth-team defense. Like, I don't care, Johnny. Sorry. Yeah, I think that's one of those stories where I bet you a reporter went up to Manziel and asked him if he's still going to do it. Right. I don't think he held a press conference to go, I am formally resigning the money sign. <laughs> it's over. Well, I'm not sure. He's he's what he's he's uh, trade marked a few sayings right he's johnny it is funny these athletes that come out of college and they're like he's I'm johnny a- football and he's johnny cleveland right doesn't he trademark two different oh, gosh i think he's done both well, shoot anthony davis came out and and, and uh trademarked like bow to the brow and like stuff about his unibrow right. so it's not just guys like johnny. no i know i know um so I know we've we've had some tweets and stuff like that. You got anything you want to share with us? Yeah, we got a couple things. Um, so a couple weeks ago, the last time we did the podcast, we talked with uh, we talked on the air about getting audio messages from Seahawk Scout and yes. Mark Bajan, yes, two of our most loyal listeners. Uh, they holla, sent holla. us they sent us some audio messages. And before we even get to this, I'll say anyone else out there listening, if you want to send in an audio message, yes, hit us up Sims and Lefko on Twitter. Uh, record it. I will give you my email address. You can send it to me, and we will play it on the podcast if it's good. If it's good. I want to have a strict rule and regulation right now. If you go in there and go, hey, good to hear from you, click. No. like Give us ask, something good. Ask a question. Curse. Curse and say something funny. Drink That's a right. beer while you're doing it. Right. Yeah, if you, you know what? The perfect message, and this is what I'm going to ask people, the perfect message would be, and you open your beer, you you say, hey, what's going on? You ask a question, and then you end it with a curse. To me, that's the perfect 20-second yes, way to get on Sims this. Sims left go soundbite. Soundbite, right. All right, so the first audio message we have is from Seahawk Scout. And, uh, yeah, here's what we got. Hey, guys, what's going on? Uh, I, my name is Michael Barsamian, and I'm a mechanical engineering student at the University of Washington. I'm really excited to be on here. I've been listening to your guys' podcast for last six seven eight months oh i like that sound effect that was good and i love it i think the seahawks draft this year was really uh, underrated i think tyler lockett's gonna uh, be a stud i thought they'd ooh. take jalen strong when they traded up but i'll definitely take tyler lockett uh, i think he's gonna be awesome i think sicoli glowinski and pool will be uh, great depth on the o-line you know cable loves this athletic projects like jr sweezy I think Ty Smith will turn heads as a corner prospect. I think he'll How be a lot better than people think. Not a couple, I think uh, 20 more seconds. redemption okay. year of sorts after the Malcolm Butler interception absolutely destroyed my hopes and dreams. <laughs> oh, that's um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm ready to watch some football. Only two months till the preseason. I'm excited. Uh, when football season's uh, over, I usually turn to baseball. The Mariners are tough to watch, but oh. got to love them. Got to be loyal. It's a hot um, take. Not as into basketball as I used to be. 
since the Sonics left. But, yeah, that's about it, trying to keep it shorter. Um, yeah, this has been really awesome to get on here. Uh, <laughs> and if any of you guys, Sims, Lefko, Stephen Nelson, DJ Fendrick. DJ Fendrick. Seattle, uh, I'd love to get lunch with you guys or something. You guys fucking rock. Thanks oh, for having so- me. All right, good. He had the curse in there. He ended it strong. Yeah, yes. Listen, hey, we give him a lot of credit. He's yeah, the first no. guy to do it. First guy to do it. We're, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll coach you up a little bit, Seahawks scout. We will coach you up. And let, let me say, if we are in the Seattle area, we will look you up. Seattle's an awesome city. You ever been to Seattle? Where do you think you would take us out to lunch? I don't know. One of the restaurants that are on like Starbucks. The, the water or the lake there that I've been to. I can't remember their names anymore. Yeah. Phenomenal food. Phenomenal eye scenery. There I mean, is no way the guy that just complained about the Sonics leaving is taking us to Starbucks. I want to go to the fish market. Oh, that is cool. You got to see it. It's I a thought, great city. But I thought Seahawks Scout would take us to a Chili's. So we're looking for something quicker, a little more to the point. Yeah. And um, but, but he I, did. He did get us some Seahawks. He analysis did. He got some there. analysis. But I, liked I re- it. you know what, Seahawks Scout, I respect you. I respect the f- out of you. I do too. All right, you got Bajan now. Uh, I do have Bajan. I do have Bajan. Here's what we got from at double o seven something on Twitter. What's up, Sims and Leftco Podcast? Thanks so much for having me on. This is Bajant calling in from Calgary, Alberta. Yo, yo. Oh, Calgary. Hope you guys are having a good time today recording the episode. Yep. I just have one question for you because I know that you guys love random things. You love food, and you've had chances to go all across America. So Sure. When I go on my exchange next year to Iowa State University for the fall semester, oh, the what old food Iowa should State. I eat? What things should I do? What places should I see uh, in order to maximize my experience while I'm down there? I know that I'm definitely going to go to Chicago and watch my Raiders kick the living shit out of the Bears. I'm hopefully going to go down to Kansas City a couple times. Maybe I'll even meet Matt Miller. You never know. And, uh, yeah, thanks that. a lot for any insight that you can give me. And I look forward to listening to this episode and future episodes to come. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Uh, he's from Alberta, Canada. That's cool. First of all, I'll say this to uh, – am I saying it? Beijing? Beijing? Mark Beijing. Beijing. Like Beijing. Agent with a B. Beijing. All right. Mark Beijing. Good call. The the first thing is there's no restaurants in Iowa State. I've been there. Yeah, a few you gotta times. travel a lot, bro. Yes. In fact, I had I have a funny story where I went to Iowa State. I pulled over. I was with the people that I was doing the Fox Sports game with. We're gonna announce an Iowa State football game, and I asked a random college student, "Hey, where's the best place to get a burger around here?" And he looked at me and he goes, "Uh." I don't really eat burgers. <laughs> and I was like, we are not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Oh, I mean, uh, but I so, yeah, really uh, you're going to have to drive out of the state uh, or at least uh, Ames, Iowa. Man, but Chicago. Yeah, what is Ames, Iowa like? Uh, there ain't much going on. Um, but they Chicago's do like awesome. they got good college basketball <clears throat> and yep. their football. They're they're loyal fans. They really are. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but Chicago. Can you remember those famous pizza places there, the deep dish places? Uh, Blue Malnati's uh, is one of them. There's another one that I've gone to, and I can't remember the name you of it. You like the pizza in, in Chicago? Yeah, I was going to say, my, I didn't know you like pizza. It, it's not my favorite, but I do like pizza a lot. He likes pizza, but that's not pizza. That's casserole. Yeah, it's a little bit. You're right. There was another I place. I good, though. I liked it, too. I really did. But if you're in Iowa, I lived in Nebraska, which is kind of close. Kansas City's a good pull. Chicago's a good pull. Kansas City is a really good barbecue place that's in the – 
they have a restaurant gaslight district. Yeah, and it's there's a the restaurant's also in the airport, but I yeah. can't remember the name of it. But they have some good barbecue in KC. Yeah, I would say, man, if I was living in Iowa, I would use the main roads like I eighty or whatever it is. Right. And every weekend, I'm taking a trip somewhere else. Yeah, Des Moines not bad. Des Moines, really? Yeah, Des Moines got a little going on. Des Moines was a pleasant surprise to me. You know, you know what Des Moines is actually? It's Indianapolis. You ever been to Indianapolis? Yeah. Very similar. It's just maybe slightly smaller, but it's very similar. I would go to Indianapolis, and if you want to do uh, the little left go tour head of Louisville. I don't know how far away that is, but they get down. See the Sims family. Iowa. Yeah. Gosh. Cornfields, Field from, of Dreams. From Calgary, Alberta to Iowa State. Damn. Oh, I'll, look I'll at this. What, look at this. Uh-oh. Look it, at this. Entering Steven Nelson. Do you Steve? like Field of Dreams? Oh, I love Field yeah, of I Dreams. Yeah, I think it's one of the greatest sports movies ever. I think it's great because I had no idea what was going to happen in it. You right. know what I mean? Like it was a, a lot of sports movies for me are so predictable. Um, and also just the whole notion of him finding James Earl Jones was oh, kind of cool. Amazing. And then, and then people thinking he was crazy. I've just never seen a sports movie like that. No, I, I agree. And then him having – I honestly, that's another movie. When he has a catch with his father at the end. Oh, my gosh. I cry every time. You cry every time. Every, it's just it's I cry undefeated. at that part. I cry in Rudy um, with the – not the – Getting ju- carried off the field or um, – It's the music. When, yeah. when it, when it's the great music, music gets me. Yes. I don't even think it's the movie, but like when they start putting the jerseys down. Yeah. Oh, I'm a, like a baby. Right. Um, damn, I cry a lot of movies though. Yeah, I can be like that too. Is is this is this heaven? <laughs> no, it's the <laughs> Very fitting. Yeah. All right, play that funky. This long absence. Slow jams, you guys. Go down low. Oh, can't say slow jams. Copyright infringement. Go on the down low. I do like that Seahawk Scout called you DJ Fendrick, yes. which I think is more your role. Yes. You are a DJ. Right. It's been so, I can't hold it in anymore. I'm going to burn it early. Well, DJ Fendrick, spin that shit. Oh, yeah. And what I love, too, is if you're a new listener to the show, just if you go episode by episode, how much more confident DJ Fendrick has gotten with the microphone as we go. That, my dad even said something about that. Oh, good. Bruce? Yeah, Bruce the Moose was like, hey, I'm noticing Josh is talking about Tell Bruce, too. First of all, I went to the dermatologist. They told me not to wash my legs, that the soap comes down and there's plenty. He's, they, actually, the dermatologist, Are you kidding me? The dermatologist actually told me to take showers without soap sometimes. He said, do not wash yourself. There's plenty of what? what? Yes, chemicals and clen- cleansers in our water as it is. The soap makes it too hard on your skin. So now you're taking showers without soap. Uh I, I was wondering why the set was. I didn't even of... shower this morning. Ew. Yeah. How can you even do your day without? The ladies it? thought I was sexy. Still, didn't bother anybody. So what, your I? daughter and your wife, <laughs> and a few that walked by me on the street in New York. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know hey, look, at that, look at that stinky guy. He looks kind of sexy from over here. <laughs> I can see the smell coming off his off his hindquarters. I'm in New York City, not in Austin, Texas. What are you talking about? Uh, all right. The music has just been going on and off. Uh, I'm completely ad-libbing Great. on the download segment because I've been doing shoots. You've been working? How been dare working. you? Yeah. Well, guys, as you know, I am a fan of the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes, They're congratulations. Thank you very much. Chicago just won its third Stanley Cup in the last six seasons. Yes. That's pretty good. Right. I'm curious, though. Have you ever had a bad experience on the field of play with the cup that you were wearing oh. or not wearing. Right. Well, interesting. 
I thought you were going to ask us about dynasties. You totally took it to the, the crotchal region. Well, unlike the NHL, I had my cup handy at all times. So. Oh. <laughs> but not. But, 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 but. Didn't wear a cup in football maybe after second or third grade. Never wore one ever again. No. Really? So yes. how many shots to the nuts did you take? Hindering. I really can't ever say I ever took a shot to the nuts. Now, I've, I've, have I told my Vince Woolfork story on here when I had a black and purple penis? No? Uh, well, you could tell again. Yes. Yeah, okay. It's a great one. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten hit right above my private areas by Vince Woolfork. We're playing up in New England, 2005. I'm getting killed. I mean, I'm literally getting killed. I, I know I'm getting killed when you're sore before the game ends. I'm like, <laughs> it's like the third quarter. And I'm like, fucking hey, I'm sore already. Sorry, I didn't mean to swear that time. Uh, but I get hit. Uh, straight helmet. Straight helmet. He's coming in low, and he's got like he's like stumbling. So he's really got a lot of momentum, and I gotta throw the Vince ball. Vince Wilfork stumbling is uh, like oh man, it's uh, like a building. And crashing. it's like one of those things too when you know as a quarterback at times, and you're and if you are you get to play a little and you get comfortable, the game does slow down. Like you always hear that. And I see I got I think it's my tight end Alex Smith over the middle. And I'm going, oh, he's open, and I can see Vince Woolfork is about to hit me. And you go, oh, man, I'm going to have to just sit here and take it. And uh, he hits me right above my pelvis, and I I grimaced, and I stayed you know, on like a knee for a second because it really hurt. Your pelvis is a bony area. Yeah. So I, I game's over. I got a black and blue there. I'm like a little swollen. Like So I got a bruise. And then, of course, with all bruises, the blood drops eventually. Yeah. So about three or four days go by, and I wake up one morning. And <laughs> I wake up one morning, and I'm, of course, I sleep naked. And I look at myself in the mirror, and my penis is purple, blue, and yellow. Uh, and I'm like, oh Wait, my what, gosh! Was that the structure of it? Like, was it like a zebra? It was like no, it wasn't zebra. <laughs> it was like a mix match. But the, the the swelling and the blood goes down. And I, yeah, for about five to seven days, was walking in the shower uh, after practice at the Bucks facility with a purple penis. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the story was he goes, "Of course, I sleep naked." Yeah, I do. You I sleep naked do. from an early age. Yeah. Do your does your whole family sleep naked? No, no don't answer that. No, question. I'm the only one. Has okay. anyone in here ever heard that before? Because no, I've never heard I that. Okay. Have you ever told Vince Wilfork this story? You know what? We I was up there. He knew it because I in the newspaper the next day, somebody asked him about it, and I was reading the news or whatever, and he was like, yeah, I felt bad. I was like, I knew I got him in a bad spot right there. He made a comment about it, but I forgot to ask him. Which he, he also called me crab meat. Do you guys know why he called me crab meat when I was there? Go for it. You don't know? He, I, I couldn't figure it out. I was like, why are you calling me crab meat? And he'd be like, it's all right. You're good. You're good. And then the next day, I'd see him again. I'd walk in the, hey, what's up, crab meat? What's up, man? How you doing? What the, what the hell is crab meat? Uh, don't worry. You're good. You're good. And then I finally realized... I'm the bottom feeder. I'm crab. I'm, I'm on the very, very bottom. This is when you were working in New York. Yes, I'm the bitch boy, so I was on the bottom. So I finally figured it out, but it took me months, and he was having giggles with the defense because I couldn't figure it out. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right, that was I mean, a long that was, answer. That was a long answer. That was good. Do you wanna just, are you going to forego your answer on that question? I've never worn a cup. Ever. No. Ever. I mean, I played baseball. I didn't wear a cup. But put... what's, what's worse, and I, I'm sorry, but I, I, this is a great subject. This is a great question. Centers don't wear cups in the NFL. So, you know, you get to feel a lot of stuff down there. It's not. What? Pro- yeah. Centers do stop wearing cups after high school. 
Because does, does any position typically wear cups? No, nobody does because it starts to become it's uncomfortable first of all, and everybody is worried about their movement and their speed. And, yeah, you know, I want a sh- cleat that's an ounce slider, and so you're going to put your hand under the center and you feel quote interesting stuff. Oh, my finger goes right down the two homies, right in the middle of the two homies. So I can seriously, see, without a doubt. You know, so was that like a guidance system for you? Uh, yeah, that and the ass crack for sure. I mean, oh man, yeah, the ass crack. I mean, yeah, you smell your hands after. Or a warm summer practice. You Ugh. had told me a story one time of a certain center who was uh, had a sweating problem. You're right. John Wade was in Tampa with him. He used to sweat. He played for Jacksonville for a while. Too, You're exactly right? right. And John Wade literally was the greatest sweater I was ever with. And yes, during I like the greatest sweater, That's I good. had to make him change his pants at halftime of games because uh, literally it would get to the point, especially in September, October. End of the second quarter, he would snap me the ball, and it was like grabbing a watermelon. Not the let alone, it would splash in my face, just <laughs> butt sweat, all of it just coming right up in there. So yeah, at halftime, I would be like, dude, uh, you know, they knew it became a routine. It was the, the the equipment guys had his pants ready. It was a real pain in the ass. He hated in, for me. This is in practice. This is in in practice. When we went to go to training camp, if we had practices, I would make him change his shorts in the middle of practice. So he would literally be there in the in the middle of like, okay, let's start an offensive period. We start the offensive period, and he'd be sitting there, huddle, and he'd be taking his pants off just right there. And then you know, the, all of a sudden, the equipment guy would come up and he'd throw yeah. on a new pair of shorts. And but I had to because it would ruin our practices sometimes. Sometimes I would literally we'd go through a period, and I'd go. Man, I mean, I didn't throw four quality footballs because I just—it was like wet ball drill. It was a, a monsoon. Did that, did that help you at all? In when rainy you games, the rain? yeah, it, it did a little because you really, do, you, well, you do learn. There's an art to throwing the wet football. You do learn. Okay, I can get it done if I do this. You honestly have to just try try not to grip it so tight. That is really the key. Keep to your hand loose with keep it. Keep it loose because if you try to grip it, it's gonna it's gonna squeeze out or slip out too much. So I guess it, the funny thing is is a straight man watching football and the and the quarterback puts his hands under the center. Right. When you're younger you go, Oh my God, you gotta put your hands down there. That's gross. But like would you have ever conversations with the center? You were talking about the two homies and stuff. Yeah. I mean, did it ever get to a point where afterwards you'd look at each other and be like, So yeah, that just happened? Well like if we fumbled like a snap, I'd be like, you know, and then we'd have to get up there the next time. I put my hand underneath his crotch again. I'd be like, "You want my hand here, or do you like it here?" Oh gosh, yeah. So that, I mean, those are just some of the conversations you have to have. Um, Was there ever a point when it got awkward? No, or never. you accidentally like hit him? Well, I mean, I just no. Really, whatever. The bad thing that always happened was always with me because if they miss a snap, it was there goes a finger. I'm going to break a finger. I'm going to dislocate a finger. Whatever right. it is, you know, they're worried about. Oh, I got to pull and get over to Ndamukong Sue. Yeah. So now they're going to snap the ball a little short so they can get there quickly. Ugh. All of a sudden, it hits your ring finger, and you're like, oh my gosh! And you look up, and your ring finger is pointing at three o'clock, and you're like, oh no. So that was brutal. My the, hands are very beat up from that. How strong is the relationship between the quarterback and the center? It's like a bond that cannot be described. Really? Yeah, it's truly an unbelievable bond. Because, what was the strongest you had and what was the strongest you saw? Yeah, that John Wade bond I had with him there. We were we were friends off the field. Really? Uh, he was extremely smart, hardworking. So I think we both really respected each other. And we were both... Having to handle the John Gruden offense was, was no easy task. Yeah. And, I mean, we would be having conversations at the line of scrimmage sometimes because he'd be like, you know, oh, you know, watch out, Urlacher's over to the right. You want to check the 200-jet protection? And I'd be like, no, 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 let's let's go to 72 protection. You know, easy, easy, black, 72 circus. I'd change it. Wow. 72, okay, who do you want to make the mic? Let's make that guy the mic. And then Urlacher would hear me changing the play. He'd be like, let's change the defense. And you're like, oh, <laughs> 
We're screwed all. We're screwed all over again. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's interesting is everyone talked about the Manning Saturday relationship, right? Um, I mean, do great quarterbacks? They typically have to have that that center there for a long time. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say they always go hand in hand, but yeah, I think if you look at history, Webster and Bradshaw with sure. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sure. Yes, Manning and Saturday. Uh, Who would be the guy though for Brady? Yeah, I mean, they they had they've switched a lot of it. It's been Connolly. It's been Wendell. Yeah, uh, but a bit a little bit of a revolving door. Have there. you ever? seen a bad quarterback center relationship Ooh, like they just don't get along I know I've heard of some yes I just I don't know if I can pick them out right now because the centers are different than the rest of the linemen. Centers are a little different. They're more the alpha male. They're a little more quick on their toes, which they have to be yeah, by, by to nature. To get it up and move. Exactly. And, just the, and even mentally quick on their toes. Like, you want to talk t- talk crap to the right guard, he might he'd be like, whoa, whoa, and then come back with a comeback. Like, the center <laughs> will have a comeback for you right away. Absolutely. Yeah. It was funny because um, Mario Benavides was the center for Louisville. And I remember one time we were talking about, you know, what's your relationship like with Teddy and all that stuff. And he's like, I will never let anyone touch him. Yeah. And then, and like, there was a pause and no one had a question. He goes, I mean, if Teddy Bridgewater's mom came out, I'm going to check her for a few yards before she talks to her son. <laughs> and he was always the funniest guy. Yeah. The center is usually the guy that helps the quarterback up after he's been hit because he actually truly feels bad. Like, he'll be like, damn. Chris, yeah. Chris got hit. Let me help him up. Yeah. Where, like, the tackle might be like, damn, that was my guy that hit him. Let me just walk over here so he might not know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have another one for us? I mean, I, I have a couple of mine, but, yeah, I, no, mean, I, I mean, it's hard I've to told go Fendrick, from, I've told Fendrick this is my favorite part is the, yeah, the download. I, but, I mean, it's hard to go from talking about cups and, and buttons. Yeah, you came in strong with that one Left right Coast there. quote today was, he does the podcast 60% for on the download with Steven yeah. Nelson. I, it's the music and it's your way. voice. <laughs> You know, who definitely doesn't wear a cup. Legarrette Blunt. I mean, did you guys see that picture? No, Sorry, no. Just, well, you just. I'm gonna pass this. Well, I think they need to do something about the NFL with guys junk uh, in their uniform. He did. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so did. there's a picture, and he's in front of a green screen, he's and he's pointing somewhere, and he clearly, um, there must be. You gotta just type in Legarrette Blunt pant picture, maybe. <laughs> Just, I think if you search Legarrette Blunt on Twitter, that's hilarious. The picture would pop. I mean, up. Yeah, the pants are so something. tight. You see the complete outline of his other member. Yeah, right. Anyways, you could probably cut that out. No, I like it. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you guys discussed the NBA Finals. Did you? Know yes, we did. Obviously, Steph Curry and the Warriors ending a four-decade-long drought. Cool championship drought. San Francisco's got two of the crowns right now. Now, those who paid attention to Bleacher Report would have saw saw this coming from a year away. Steph Curry predicted in a video with Adam Lefko. Indeed. Right. That he and Klay Thompson would beat LeBron James and then a healthy Kevin Love. Right. In the finals. Wow. Now, what is your proudest moment of predicting something that happened immediately oh. after. Oh. Immediately after. Well, the first thing that came to my mind was um, I picked Syracuse to win the title when with Carmelo was there. And I'm not even going to lie, that was like 40% of the reason why I chose to go to Syracuse. Was I won my bracket. I was like, well, it's in the stars. I'm going to Syracuse. <laughs> um, what do you got prediction-wise? I know. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Uh, Mine's the most recent. Yeah, I know. Well, I used to know, but now I'm the Oracle on a daily basis yeah. for Bleacher Report. Oh, Can you give us your stat prediction? Oh, well, so I don't even know what the hell I what predicted anymore. This is not proud. the thing that makes me most proud. It, right. it literally happened like two weeks ago. 
we're all sitting around the editor pit, and the Met game is on in the yeah, day. Yeah, right. Michael Kadire is at the plate, and I think it's an 0-2 count. You just he didn't look it didn't look like a bat was going to go well. Yeah, and I'm like, he's going to yak this one. Pitcher winds up, two run Jack. Yeah, and I was like, it's called a Michael Kadire home run. Yeah, I have that's one. It's not a feather, and I don't think that's a big feather, but it happened. <laughs> you yeah, just right. reminded me. I was on a date. This is with a girlfriend back when I was in college. Her name was Julie, and we were at a Phillies game. She's a Phillies fan as well, and Bobby Abreu was up. Right. And for some reason, I look at her and go, he is going to hit a home run right now. And she goes, no way. I go, if he hits a home run right now, you have to give me a piggyback ride to the parking lot. She goes, okay, next pitch. And I swear to God, that thing came right at us and went four seats ahead. And he hit a home run. And I looked at her and said, girl, your legs better be ready because I'm feeling heavy tonight. And I, I never the, got I, the piggyback I did though. that at Texas once, actually. I wanted this girl to go out on a date with me. I, really? I really had a crush on her. Really cute girl. What was her name? Whew, it's been a long time. I don't know. She was cute. She was blonde. She was curvaceous. Mm. Um, but nonetheless, I was trying to get her to go out on a date with me. She was shy, and I don't think she really wanted any part of me. Um, Which but, was probably weird for you at the time. It was. It was like, what? You don't like me? Do you know who I am? <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I what a tool bag. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. No, that's uh, – but no, I, I – so I I think I would asked her a few times, like, hey, well, you know, would you like to go get a bite or something like that? And she was kind of like, oh, no, you know, no, I don't want to do it whatever. So finally one time we were getting out of a class. I had a class with her, and she was really the only reason I would go to the classes so I could look at her. <laughs> and um, I go, and I – we were about to play Texas Tech my senior year, and we were walking out of the class together, and we kind of were walking in the same direction. And I was like, are you ever going to let me take you out to eat, do anything like that? And she just was like, smile. I was like, I don't know, and whatever. And I was like, well, how about if I, um, how about if I throw four touchdown passes this week against Texas Tech? God, You'll go out on a date with what me. What is this, Friday Night Lights? I know, right? I threw four touchdown passes. I told everybody in my team, like, so they all knew. And yeah. I threw the fourth touchdown pass, and they were like running on the field. She's like, she's gonna go on a date with you. <laughs> I have like, like these future NFL players. That's what we're thinking about. Uh, she didn't go on the date with me. What? Yep, she didn't oh, do it. No. Yep. So she did you go it. and like call her out? I brought like flowers. What? I did. I was like Mr. Nice and like brought flowers. And you were like, all right, look I forward to our date or whatever else. I, I think I called her a few times, left a few messages, and she never called back or anything. I was like, all right, I give Where up. Where do you think she is right now? I mean, now? if she can't do it with four touchdown passes against rival Texas Tech, then she just don't like me. And you know what? I'm going to use this opportunity to transition. Look. I hope my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. Hey, it's okay. Love didn't work out for you at that time, but love could work out for you soon. I want to propose something. <laughs> There is an app that is sweeping New York City right now. It's an app that makes an opportunity for love one that's absolutely attainable. <laughs> Apparently, it's called Bumble, and a lot of these guys in the office have been using it. I have not heard of that. So it's like Tinder, which is another app where you swipe if you find someone attractive. But apparently on this app called Bumble, right. the girl has to be the one that initiates conversation. Ah, I like so that. So on Tinder, you would swipe, and a girl would be like, it's a match. And then you have to say something. You go, hey, girl, your eyes look pretty. And then they never respond. Right. But on Bumble, they need to reach out to you, giving the female the power. That's the way it should be. Is it? Is I right? would like to propose that we okay it with your wife, Danielle. Right. I want to put you on Bumble and the whole <laughs> – 
The whole family? The whole. What I would like to do is I'd like the first picture to be you smiling. I'd like the second picture to be you in a Tampa Bay quarterback like jersey. Right. And I'd like your third picture to either be A, your wedding photo, <laughs> or B, just a photo of you and Danielle. Right. I want Josh to have complete control right. over this. Right. And I would just like to see an, e- 10 minutes every workday, right. Josh has to sit there and just swipe right on everybody. And I want to see how many girls with a wedding photo yes. or you with your wife still want to talk to you and then on the podcast i'd like josh to message them guessing what you would say so like they'll say something and then i want us to each guess what you'd respond with and then you would actually like on a whiteboard be like no this is the actual answer (laughs) i just i I, think it's a good idea i think it's fascinating i think that dating apps in new york city are insane um i thought about maybe i would do this but i was like no that would be too pathetic i think it's more funny if you were doing (laughs) it but dude the guys in this office anytime they have a free moment they are swiping right trying to meet girls they're going on three to four dates a week with this social meet with this social app dating thing i can't understand it because i just i I think it's weird to meet somebody like that i I mean i want to meet him in person i I want to meet him at a bar i want to meet him out that's what i mean i walk by a hundred girls every day i walk to grand central just and you fall in love i just say something to them talk (laughs) talk Hello. Would you like a drink? Yes. Would you like to go to dinner? But I just think that this would be really funny. We're going to try it. We're going to set it, which also means you need to set up a Facebook account for Chris Sims. Oh, shit. This, yeah. I'm not doing any of this. You're, you're not going to be involved okay. in any of it. Fendrick is going to have to make you a Facebook, and then we're going to create a Bumble. And I cannot, I'm telling you. Why do you need a Facebook to Bumble? Because me? apparently it sinks in with it. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, everything is run through that stuff. So Chris Sims is going to – and then my funniest thing is if somebody discovers you're on Bumble and it's like pro football talk, Chris Sims, happily <laughs> married Chris Sims, still has Bumble account or something like that. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. That will be amazing. So you okay it? I Yeah, I do okay it. I'm going to tell Danielle tonight. I'm going to – I'll craft a text that you could read to her. Right. And then she could put it in her lexicon. Oh, okay, good. Good. You like that? Yeah, please? lexicon. That was good. Yeah. So, so can you explain this? You please? said lexicon the other day, and of course Danielle is not very good with her vocabulary. Vocabulary. Yeah, all the time. So one time we're with we're with Chris Sims' son, and and his son. What was he trying to say? He was saying he was trying to say, effing. I can say because I don't think I've cursed yet. Fucking idiot. Yes. You're right. All right. And instead, it came out mulia. Yes. Because he couldn't say it. So I was in the airport looking at people, and they were people at the airport frustrate me to no end <laughs> because everything that you've learned in life goes out the window. Oh, you're not going to be able to move? Yeah, let's stand up and push through the line. Oh, you're going to bump into people? Okay. And I was just going, what a mulet. What a mulet. And I texted him. I said, man, mulet is like ingrained in my lexicon. And then what happened? Oh, well then. So Danielle didn't know? No, he texted me. Uh, well, I can't remember the other phrase you had, too. Oh, you said, what was the phrase we were talking about that was in your lexicon? Mouillet. Oh, Mouillet. You're like, yeah, Mouillet is totally in my lexicon. And she was like, lexicon? What does that mean? I've never even heard that word. But th- my wife hasn't heard of, like, some really ordinary words where you're like, are you serious? Like, what words? What words? Oh, what was the one? Uh, oh, there was something off the boat. Uh, I mean, it was like, it wasn't anchor. It was like bow. She like didn't, oh, I've never heard that word. You've never heard the bow of a boat, honey? I mean, there's been a lot more instances. <laughs> I have things written down on my phone as called Danielisms. Oh, you're going to save that okay. for next week, 100%. Right. But yeah, 
We'll get on that. Oh, my gosh. I looked at the 50 states, and Nashville's not there. That's what she said to me once. No. Really, honey? (laughs) Nashville's not on the 50 states? She still didn't get it. I think we just hatched a new segment for the podcast. It's called called Tennessee. Danielleisms. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, she's great like that. She's going to hate me after this one. (laughs) All right. It is good to be back after a month. We are a 1,000%. A thousand percent doing a podcast a week from here on out. Bleach Report's taking it serious. We're going to take it serious. And uh, yeah, send us your audio clips to Sims and Lefko if you have them. Uh, Josh will send you the email. If not, hit us up with questions on Twitter. We will get to them. Sims and Lefko podcast for Sims. Thank you. Peace out, everybody. For, for DJ Fendrick. Adios. And for Mr. Steven Nelson. Shoots. Thank you for listening. I am Adam Lefko. Have an awesome day. Enjoy yourself because you should. <laughs>